6, we'll look at the first seven verses. We see from the superscription of this psalm that it is a Davidic psalm. The last couple we looked at, it's uncertain exactly who wrote them, but this one is attributed to David. We don't know exactly what is going on in David's life. It's, it's really difficult to tell from the language simply because this could apply at many points in David's life, just as it could apply uh, many times to our life. And so we will look at these words, and I suspect that we will all agree that these words are good for us, good prayer for us to consider. So let's pray, and then we'll jump in. Father God, we come to you. We thank you for these good words, and I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to us. Through these words tonight, we would hear from you, dear Lord, that you'd meet us where we are, dear Lord. You know where we are in life. Maybe we're doing pretty good tonight, or maybe we're not doing so hot. But God, wherever we are, just meet us where we are and help us to get something from these words. I pray that you'd be glorified from these words tonight and that they would be used to strengthen us and encourage us and to guide us to continue on the path that stays true to you. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Verse 1. Listen, Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. What a beautiful way to start a prayer, to start a request for God. Perhaps our every prayer that we ever pray could be started with those very words. That's what this appears to be, a prayer to the Lord, a calling out to the Lord. And we call out to the Lord for what reason? Because we desire for the Lord to answer us. We call out to the Lord uh, even when we call out to him in praise. We want him to answer us. That is, we want to feel his presence. We want to rejoice in it. But many times when we call out to the Lord, it's because it's a time of need, a time of fear, a time of worry, whatever it may be. And we call out to the Lord and we want the Lord to answer. God, I have a decision to make. Help me to know what, what, what I need to do. And we want the Lord to answer us and say, do this or do that. And perhaps sometimes it feels as though God is silent or sometimes it takes God a long time to answer. Or maybe sometimes God answers in ways that we aren't looking for. Maybe God has answered something we have asked and we don't realize it. But here David says, listen, Lord, and answer me. And for what reason? David says, because I am poor and needy. Now that's, that's good. That's a good way to pray when we recognize who we are, that we are wretched sinners, that we are, we are poor and we are needy and we are struggling to get by in this world day after day. And there's good days, but man, it seems like sometimes the bad days and the hard days outnumber the good days, and, and we're just these poor and needy souls that need God to come by and, and, and just pour himself out into our life. And, and this is a right heart to pray with. We don't want to be like the, the one in the New Testament, the one who was self-righteous, and boy, he prayed this big prayer, God, thank you that I'm just so good, and I'm so awesome, and I, I'm better than everybody else, way better than this old tax collector over there. That was the self-righteous man's <laughs> prayer, but oh, the tax collector, what a beautiful prayer. He wouldn't even lift his eyes to the Lord because he knew he was such a wretched man, and, and such was his prayer. Oh, God, what a wretched man am I, and similar mindset perhaps here with David, and Perhaps that needs to be our mindset that we recognize that we are so hopeless and we are so helpless apart from God. And so let us be those who call out to God, a God who answers us when we recognize that we are poor and needy and call out to him. Verse 2, 
Protect my life, for I am faithful. You are my God, save your servant who trusts in you. Now, isn't it interesting here that David says, protect my life, for I am faithful. He was faithful. He was a servant of God. But, but even though we are faithful, it doesn't mean that we are sinless. And we see that with David's life. It's pretty clear as you study David's life. Uh, one incident in particular when he committed adultery with Bathsheba. That one comes up a lot. And, uh, and we see even with some of these men and women of faith in Scripture that there's still sin in their life. To be holy or to be godly or to be faithful doesn't mean that we are sinless. Moses is another good example. He was a man that was a faithful man and a servant of God and one who God uh, loved Moses. And, and anybody that spoke against Moses, God took that seriously. And he said, no, wait a minute, Moses is my servant. Yet even Moses had disobedience. Even Moses didn't even get to enter the promised land because of his disobedience. But yet, even though Moses didn't enter the promised land and those who were disobedient didn't enter the promised land, there's a difference between Moses and those others. Moses was a man of faith and he was a faithful servant and certainly he sinned in his life. But the problem with the other Israelites is they didn't have faith and they didn't fear God and they didn't seek to live by his commands. And so there's a, there's a fine line between those who are, who are God's people and who are faithful to God and who sin sometimes and those who are unfaithful in sin. And David certainly would be one of those who was, who was one of God's chosen, God's anointed, one who was faithful to God, but that did not mean that there was not sin in his life. And so perhaps that's the case for some of us today. Perhaps we trust in God and we live for God and we are God's people, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we are sinless. And I don't think that that's what David was saying here when he said, protect my life for I am faithful or I am godly or I am holy, depending on your translation. David is acknowledging, yes, I am a sinner. I am poor and needy, but God, I still trust in you. And that's what we see here in the second part of this verse. He is faithful because he is one that trusts in God. He doesn't desire to live in his sin. He doesn't reject God, but as he seeks to follow God, yes, he sins sometimes, just as you and I do. But that's why he's calling out to God, God, I'm a poor and needy sinner. I am one. I trust in you, God, and I need you in my life right now. Verse 3, be gracious to me, Lord, for I call to you all day long. Have we ever had days like that in our life? Perhaps we pray every day or maybe every other day or maybe even once a week, but there have certainly been times in our life that we pray all day long that there is something going on in our life and we continue to go back to God. And no sooner than we say amen do we say, God, I call out to you because I am poor and needy. And no sooner than we say amen, our prayer starts and we, and we seek God for that strength because we pray and we find strength and we find comfort. And the moment that we say amen and we get back to our life, how quickly we realize, oh, no, wait, what I am up against is far too heavy for me. And so what does David say? I call to you all day long. Maybe there needs to be more days in our life that look like that. Maybe there needs to be more days in which we find ourselves in somewhat of a constant prayer before the Lord. And that's what David does here. And what is he seeking as he's calling out to God all day? He's seeking the graciousness of God. That is what, that is what will strengthen us and allow us to make it through 
is to feel the grace of God and know we have received the grace of God. How happy is the man whose sin is forgiven. Psalm 32, what a beautiful psalm. What a beautiful thing it is to experience the grace of God. There is no better feeling in this world when you seek God and you seek his word and God speaks to you by the Holy Spirit and he speaks to you in his word and as you seek him in prayer, you feel his presence and you feel his grace and oh, what a great feeling that is. And David all day long prays for that graciousness of God to be on him. Perhaps that needs to be our prayer today. Verse four, bring joy to your servant's life because I turn to you, Lord. David recognizes that there is no joy to be found in anyone else. And here he uses this word servant again. David says, look, God, I am your servant. Are we servants of God? Do we seek to serve God or are we always looking for God to serve us? Now, God certainly blesses us, no doubt. Uh, Jesus came and he was a servant when he gave his life on the cross for us. But do we find ourselves living a life in which we are servants of God and servants to God and servants to those that we encounter in our families and in our communities and in our world, those that we know and those that we do not know? Can we say of ourselves that we are servants of God. David says here, look, bring joy to your servant's life. David wants the same thing that you and I want. He wants joy in his life. And in this world, there are more things that can steal our joy than you could possibly imagine. You can wake up and be having the best day ever. And man, this world and people in this world have a way of stealing your joy. But David recognizes, hey, there is a source of joy and it comes from the Lord and the Lord alone. Verse 5, for you, Lord, are kind and ready to forgive, rich and faithful love to all who call on you. Isn't that a beautiful thing that God is ready to forgive? Now, there may be times in our life that we sin and we sin greatly. And there may be times in our life that in our sin we have, we have, we have really messed up our relationship with God, and it's not a good relationship, and that is a bad place to be for the believer. That's a bad place to be. But what does David say here? He says, you are ready to forgive. Sometimes when we get in that place, we may wonder, is God really, is, can he forgive me? Will he forgive me? But we serve a God who is ready to forgive. And how does God forgive, and why does God forgive? Because he is rich in faithful love. Now, praise the Lord, God is rich in faithful love. We think about richness. We might think about the money in our bank account or the things we have amassed in this world. But what does it say here of the richness of God? It says God is rich in faithful love. And I can assure you the faithful love of God is far more valuable than the money in our bank accounts. And David says, God, you are ready to forgive. Why? Because God is rich in faithful love. And that's something we need to learn from. That's something we need to seek from God as we seek to be like him is that we would be those who are rich in faithful love because the fact of the matter is we are not always ready to forgive. People will do things to us and we will see evils in this world that are done to people we love, things that are hard for us to forgive. We are not, I would say most of us at least, maybe all of us, are not sitting on ready to forgive. Because there are things that are done to us that are so bad that are hard for us to forgive. 
But we need to seek to love like God loves. And when we seek to love like God loves and experience the love of God for ourselves, then it becomes easier for us to forgive others. If we have, uh, have difficulty forgiving others, then perhaps we need to pray that we would experience the richness of God's faithful love in our life to realize that we have been forgiven and to help us so that we can forgive others. But David says here, you are kind and ready to forgive rich and faithful love to all who call on you. Beautiful. God is ready to forgive. He is rich in faithful love. But what does David say? He said, but that's only available for those who call on the Lord. God is ready to forgive us tonight. He is full of faithful love tonight. He is rich in that. But we must call out to the Lord. It's something so simple that we need to ask ourselves the question is, when did, is the last time you've called out to the Lord? Maybe you can say, I called out to him a dozen times today. Praise the Lord. Or maybe you ask yourself that question. And you say, well, maybe there's this thing that I'm going through and I've never called out to the Lord about this. I haven't been seeking the Lord about this. So maybe today is the day that God's saying, look, call out to me. Maybe there's sin in your life. Maybe today is the day that God says you need to confess that. You need to repent of that. And I am ready to forgive you because I am rich in faithful love if we will call out to God today. Verse 6. Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my plea for mercy. I call on you in the day of my distress, for you will answer me. What a beautiful, what a beautiful promise. And we can take that to the bank. That when we call on the Lord in the day of our distress, he will answer us. Now, we need to also realize that God doesn't always answer us the way that we would like for God to answer us. But God does answer us. God does take care of us. God does pro provide a way for us and prepare what we need, whatever it may be. And even if he doesn't answer our prayer in the way in which we pray it, God will be with us whatever will come. Jesus is the perfect example of that as he prayed in the garden. Father, not my will be done, but your will be done. God, let this cup pass from me. And in the case of Jesus, it wasn't, it wasn't God's will to let the cup pass from him. But God was with Jesus every step of the way. And God will be with us every step of the way. In our time of distress, when we call out to the Lord, he will hear our prayer and he will answer us. And so let us be ready for when God answers. Let us be prepared for however he answered. We may be praying for one thing and his answer may be something else. We may be praying for an answer and perhaps God's already given us that answer and maybe we're simply missing it. Maybe God has answered us in some way that we have not recognized. But David gives us a beautiful example of how to pray here. He says, look, I am poor and needy, and God, I call out to you because I need your grace. I need your mercy. I need you, dear Lord, so I'm calling out to you. Do we call out to God? Hopefully we do. Maybe you've never called out to God in your life. Maybe you've never called out to put your faith in Jesus Christ. Maybe today is the day that God wants you to call out. Maybe there's something going on in your life. Maybe you've already put your faith in Christ. Maybe, maybe you're like David. Maybe you're, a, maybe you're one who, who wants to seek God and love God, but maybe there's sin in your life, maybe even great sin. Maybe we need to confess that sin and call out to God today. Maybe there's something going on in your life. 
maybe a difficulty at home or a difficulty at work or a difficulty at church or a difficulty wherever it may be. Maybe there's some stress and some trouble and some trials in your life. Then today, let us be those that call out to the Lord. Whatever is going on in our life, God wants to hear from us today and God wants to be with us through it. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you. We thank you for these good words. Dear Lord, we are poor and needy, wretched souls, just as David would, dear Lord. We come here every week and we read your word and we pray to you and we seek you because God, who else can we go to? Where else can we find strength and comfort and deliverance and, and guidance and forgiveness of sin? God, there is nowhere else we can go. And that's why we come here, dear Lord. So I pray that we would continue to come here day after day, week after week, that we would continue to come and seek you, dear Lord, whether we're on these pews or whether we're at our home or whether we're somewhere else, dear Lord, wherever we may be. Let us be those who call out to you and know that you are a God who listens, that you are a God who hears, that you are a God who cares, and that you are a God who answers. So God, let us be ready for the answers that you give in our life, even, even if sometimes the answer to our prayer is not the answer we're hoping for. God, let us be content with the answers you give. Let us not miss answers, perhaps, that you have given us or will give us in the future, but let us, let us be tuned in to you, dear Lord that through your word and through the Holy Spirit, we would hear you and we would know when you speak and when you lead and when you guide in our life. And I ask these things in Jesus' name, amen.